Good evening and welcome to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. I'm broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc. It is March the 31st, 2020, last day of March. Um, hope that you all are faring well during this unprecedented global coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we definitely been having some issues with uh, our media operations. We can't say what it's due to, you know, some of the data centers that we use uh, for our radio streaming are in Europe. You know, Europe has been hit hard by the pandemic. Um, but obviously we are back online for those that's li- listening live to um, our stream right now. Or if you're listening later on the podcast, hey, it didn't affect you, okay? So that's why I'm getting started late. We were supposed to kick off at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time tonight. It's 11 minutes after 8. Um, the server just came online right about a minute till 8. And then I have other clients who had called about not being able to access their stations. And so I had to take care of all of that. Um, but it has been taken care of. And I do apologize for any inconvenience that was caused um but again don't know why but we've been having issues with the server over the past couple of days all right so tonight i'm going to talk about the global pandemic bringing you news from around the world um let me say this though and i posted this to social media uh earlier you know some people are not taking this as serious as they should take it, you know, making jokes, cracking jokes and what have you. But I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, the funny memes or videos that we share with each other on social media. Obviously we do not need to be stressed out over this pandemic and we should laugh and we should, you know, interact with each other in non-serious ways. But at the same time though, we also need to be taking this global pandemic serious because it is serious and um it's just a lot of people are are dying behind this and there's a lot of stuff going on and i'm even seeing some people telling people to turn off the news and don't saturate yourself with this coronavirus news and you know they are correct to a certain extent you shouldn't sit glued in front of your television or Watching whatever form of media that you do watch. Okay, give me just a second while I stop that. Um, We will be playing music also tonight to try to help lighten the mood. But you shouldn't stay in front of your television watching this 24-7 if you're the paranoid type. You know, if you are the panicking type. Because it surely will make you panic. But again, if you were prepared... Um, then you're prepared for anything. And preparation means not only uh, being prepared to survive, uh, meaning that you're stocked up and you have food to last you a month or so, or, you know, some people a couple of weeks or so. Uh, the grocery stores are still open, so it hasn't gotten that drastic. We still have essential workers out there, and they are much appreciated, still making food deliveries and whatnot during this corona coronavirus but you know not only should you be prepared to survive but you should be prepared to die now that's more of a spiritual thing and i recognize everybody doesn't practice the same faith but the faith that i practice and i am a christian um it has me prepared it has me prepared for 
to survive. It has me prepared to die as well because it is appointed a time for everyone to die. And I take that as meaning, hey, if it's not my time to go, then COVID-19 is not going to take me up out of here. If it is my time to go, well, I could just simply step outside and get hit by some frozen uh, trash from an airplane, you know, when they dump some of uh, their toilet or whatnot. I could get hit by a car. Anything could happen. Okay? So I, I don't worry about those types of things, but I do take them serious. I do practice common sense. I do take precautions. I do not want to uh, for say test anyone or, or test God by going to stand out in the middle of the highway um, and, and saying, well, if it's not my time to go, then no car is going to hit me. No, we don't want to play those type of silly games. All right. So without um, further delay, let me get into uh, the program. Oh, by the way, I do want to thank those who have been making contributions, donations to the Black Talk Media Project, which manages the Black Talk Radio Network. Uh, Black Talk Media Project is a nonprofit, so those donations are tax deductible if you are one of those individuals who itemize um, their taxes. And I've heard people tell me, you know, they don't itemize, so they're not worried about it. They just want to see the work of the platform continue. And so I really, really appreciate um, you all. Um, you know, we were looking for a minimum of 100 donors, giving $10 a month. And so we're down to needing only 82 uh, donors that's giving $10 a month. But we have also been getting, you know, one-time donations and every every bit counts. And so I we wouldn't be here if it was not for you, you know, because... At the begin when we started Black Talk Media Project and Black Talk Radio Network, we knew that we weren't going to attract a lot of the mainstream advertisers that you hear on terrestrial radio or you see on your television. And then also we wouldn't take those advertisement dollars to promote harmful products and other uh, other things uh, to our listening audience because we care about you. So if we care about you, why would we promote a product? that could harm you or promote a company that has been harming people, you know? So you donors, you are the reason why we here. And I just really, really appreciate you. Now we are going to be sharing music as I stated and some news. So we're going to kick it off with some music. I'll probably go hip hop, uh, rap tonight, may mix in some R and B. Um, but we have some very, very important stories, also, one of our listeners and donors sent me an email and asked me what I thought. Uh, Terrence, shout out to you, Terrence. Uh, Terrence texted me this YouTube video, and, you know, I he wanted to know what I thought. So I'm going to play the video, and I listened to a few minutes of it, and, you know, it's already things that I can debunk in that video. You know, a person on another podcast on the network uh, Laura has said something that really made sense to me is that, you know, when we have emergency situations going on or or transformative events, you know, like 9-11 and now we're in the midst of a global pandemic, we have certain people, you know, it's a crazy time and their crazy just ramps up. OK, it's their time to shine. And they pushing this, that, and the other as if they have some kind of insider 
um, knowledge and and you know some I'm, and then it's not even a matter of if they are correct or not. Okay, it's, it's, it's not even a matter. Is the information they're giving you actionable? Meaning, well, can I do anything about what this person is saying? Or, you know, is it just information that, hell, you know, I know it, but it's not like I can use it to do anything with, okay? Um, so it's one of those type of videos, and we'll give it a listen. But as I stated, we're going to kick it off with some music tonight. By the way, if you have a question or a comment, uh, you can give us a call at 704-802-5056. Hit the star key twice to unmute yourself. Please watch your background noise. I'll see you on the board and and come to you. That'll probably be the last time I give out the number. So write it down, 704-802-5056. Hit the star key twice to unmute yourself. Please watch your background noise. We're going to kick it off. And you're tuned in to Black Talk Radio News. That was the Chubster, Chub Rock. Wonder where he's at today. Um, yeah, so you're listening to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed. So Terrence had sent me. Um, Terrence is one of our listeners and donors, also a member of our social media platform, btrcommunity.com, which is a platform we use to raise funds. And you can become a member, too, at just $24 a year. And I should also say that those who make a monthly contribution, sign up on a subscription for a monthly contribution or donation, uh, the regular donations, um, you will also, in addition, as a thank you gift, rather, uh, also have access to btrcommunity.com. But if you can't be a regular donor, um, and you still want to access to our private platform, and I stress the private part, um, you can get one for just $24 a year. It breaks down to $2 a month. So join us at btrcommunity.com, and you'll be helping Black Talk Media Project continue its media operation. So Terrence, one of our donors uh, and member of btrcommunity.com, sent me a video this morning and asked my thoughts. Now, I sent him a little short message after I watched a couple of minutes of it, and I was like, you know, bro, it's BS. Um, you know, I could just tell right off from some of the things that you'll hear this guy, at Eduardo uh, Mitchell L. Eduardo Mitchell L. was live. That's the title of it. And he's talking about the coronavirus and as if he got some insider information and I, I'm going to play that for you, but for the purposes of, of debunking it. Now, I didn't listen to the whole thing, so he might share some, some good information. But what I heard in the first few minutes immediately turned turn me off, okay? Because I have a military background. I had a top secret security clearance. And I know, as you know, my mom had showed me a video somebody had sent her. And it was this pastor talking about you know, these generals around the world and people in the CIA that he had been talking to. And, and, and I told my mom, this is, this guy is, is selling a bunch of hype. He's hyping up things. And, you know, I have a, I had a top secret security clearance and there's no way I'm going to be sharing classified information with anyone. You know, when I first got deployed, 
to uh, Saudi Arabia during the Gulf War, you know, they called us in. We didn't know we was going to be deployed, but they called us in. You know, I was living off post, married at the time uh, at my apartment. They called us in and said we had to, you know, be at, at the headquarters on base at a certain time. So we get there. They lock us in the room and say, um, you're being deployed, you know. And you can't call your family members. You can't tell them nothing because this is classified information. And so, you know, all these people be talking about they got insider information. I doubt very seriously that someone be jeopardizing jail time by sharing classified information. But I digress. This is the video. Let's let's give it a listen. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Facebook fam? Prudent information coming out. Because, uh... It's a lot of stuff going on that the governments all over the world do not want anybody to know about. But I'm going to break it to you because there's already the information out there. You just got to find it. And if you can't find it, I'm going to tell you about it so you can go find it. And this is something that all the major people in power know about something to do with population control something like a weaponized tool that we all using to kill ourselves I'm going to send out these invites and I'm going to break it down for y'all man because this shit is actual and factual so I'm going to give it to you like it is and I'm going to let it be known right here and right now and this is what I'm going to tell y'all and this is what I want y'all to understand This motherfucking so-called coronavirus is some bullshit. I've been talking to military personnel and other personnel that come to my job and in very other sources that I deal with. And a lot of Moors are bringing this information to light. People are dying from radiation poisoning. They knew that this 5G network, the frequency that those radio waves coming off them towers, they're locking oxygen out of the body. The body can't take oxygen. That's why everybody's passing out suffocating because we all know from the history of viruses you just don't pass out all of a sudden from a virus they're using this tool as a weapon they're weaponizing it and if you go back and you look at the inception of any cell towers how they always started overseas how new technology always started overseas and then these people come down with these flus and shit y'all this is not a fucking virus that we're dealing with now they're using this as a ploy so they can bring in the FEMA camps so they can shut shit down and they can start vaccinating y'all motherfuckers. And if y'all take that vaccine, y'all dumb as hell. I'm letting you know now. Now is the time to decide whether you're going to fight or you're going to lay down and you're going to be a slave. Because that's what this shit about. The 5G radio waves are locking the oxygen molecules up in the body. And that radio wave is an RF frequency or electromagnetic pulse that deals with the blood. We have iron in our blood, ladies and gentlemen. Listening to the way these people are weaponizing technology. We have iron in our fucking blood. The radio frequencies are locking out the oxygen in the blood. It is not a virus. Go back and look where they dropped all of this 5G and where they started all this 5G network shit at. They st- okay, that's enough. I'm sorry. I didn't listen to enough of it to hear all of the cursing and what have you. So... I apologize to uh, any, you know, 
uh, people who listen to the network with their children and, you know, any children or anybody that's offended by that type of language, um, you know, I didn't know. So I apologize for that. You know, our podcast is rated uh, for adults and what have you. But, you know, I understand the radio stream. It just goes out. So, you know, it could be children in the room listening right now. And some people, they talk that way. They talk that way. They curse a lot and what have you. So I'll, I don't need to listen to any more. I can already tell you that's nonsense. So anybody that uh, doesn't know my background, uh, my background is when I was 20 years old, I joined the United States Army. Um, I took the ASFAB test, the test that determines what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are. And I was determined to, uh, you know, better serve them and the mission uh, by going into communications. All right. So my expertise when I was in the U.S. military was working with all types of communication systems, including microwave systems, uh, RF, uh, regular radio frequencies and what have you. Um, tactical communications, like for example, setting up field communications. Let's say that you got a base, um, that's nothing but a bunch of tents and stuff surrounded by barbed wire and what have you. And you got your command tents. Then you got your, uh, other tents where you might go to, um, you know, for child to eat. Um, you might have a medic station in another tent. So you got all these different tents and stuff. And instead of, um, you know, walk into each tent. We set up a tactical phone system, a tactical with a switchboard um, that runs on batteries. Um, you have a switchboard, just like if you ever seen the old switchboards in those movies where you got a lady sitting at the board and she's connecting calls. And stuff. it worked exactly like that. And it was uh, all we did was just string up copper wire from the switchboard and then just run lines out to the different tents or wherever you're going to put a tactical telephone, which also runs on, on, uh, uh, D batteries. And, and then, you know, you could just ring up people like that. So, you know, I, I have a lot of experience, uh, in communications. Also, when I got out the military at one time, I was a troubleshooter for Sprint PCS, um, and I've been working with this technology for a very long time. Now, this isn't the first time I've heard this this garbage about 5G. I actually had posted um, an article, a, a tech article um, that was breaking it down. And let me tell you, folks, the sun, S-U-N, the sun that's in our solar system, the source, the, the most powerful source of energy in our solar system gives off radiation. Okay, there's more radiation hitting your body from the sun than what hits your body from these cell phone towers and and of course five G is why is is like a Wi-Fi network and it's very, very weak. Okay, these are very small boxes that they put up and then they have to put a lot of them because the signal is so weak. But the sun gives off more radiation than what these things, these technologies that he's talking about. Okay. Now 
you know, when radio first came out, I'm talking about back before television and people would tune in to the radio. That would be their form of entertainment or information as they would give out news as well. There were people who were who were raising an alarm about the radio, saying the same sort of things. Then television came. Oh, you don't want to get a TV. Uh, it's, it's shooting rays into your body and this, that, and the other, and it's going to damage you. Yeah, okay. So, and then microwaves, when microwaves came out, microwave ovens and what have you, they people raising the alarm about that. Now, how many of you have had a radio, whether it's in your car or in your home, uh, how many of you have a microwave? How many of you had television and been watching and using these items all your life? Did it cause you to have any tumors? Do you have any tumors that a doctor told you was connected to these these frequencies and what have you? Did they tell you that, oh, yeah, you're using that microwave is why you got a tumor in your brain? All right. This is nonsense. This this is nonsense, people. And I can't stress I can't stress that word anymore. Nonsense. So let me. He's talking about this is proven information that's out. Who proved this information? Okay. There's a lot of conspiracy websites out there. There's a whole community of, of conspiracy theorists now. I'm not one to tell you that conspiracies don't exist because all a conspiracy is is. If I go next door to my cousin and I say, hey, man, let's go rob the bank. Let's go rob the bank. And, you know, because uh, we doing bad and we need some money and, and their money is insured. Let's go rob this bank. Well, we just conspired to rob a bank. That's all a conspiracy is where two or more people plot to do something. They can conspire to do something good. They can conspire to do something bad. So a theory, we, you know, we have to know the definition of words. A theory is conjecture that isn't evidence-based. It's, it's used, it's sort of like a pseudoscience type thing. I don't have anything concrete to prove this, but, you know, I suspect this, that, or the other is happening because of this, that, and the other. And so I'm I'm coming up with this theory. You know, you probably heard of something like the theory of relativity. You know, Einstein's theories and, and of that nature that you know scientists try to prove, and they can't say that hey Einstein was right until they can duplicate that, until they could duplicate and produce the results um, based off of his theories. And then they're no longer theories, now they're fact. So, you know, Isaac Newton had a theory about gravity, all right? And y'all probably seen the, the, the um, excuse me, y'all probably seen like when you was a kid or something, they show Isaac Newton sitting by a tree or sitting under a tree and an apple fall on his head. And then he started thinking, what made this apple fall to the ground? Why didn't it fall upwards? Well, let me think about this. And he came up with the theory, a theory about gravity. Well, now we can prove that. That, that can be proved out, proved out. Okay? This is what this guy's talking about, 5G, is nonsense. It's an unfounded, it's unfounded conjecture. It's not, you know, it, it's not even a theory, really. So, he talks about population control tools. And let me tell you, people been talking about 
microwave, excuse me, Wi-Fi systems for a long time saying that they cause cancer. I mean, when we used to do Tando radio show, uh, Monday through Friday, people would call in saying these things. And of course, I was like the engineer slash co-host and I would debunk these things. But some people, their mind is just stuck in that in that space. And you could just give them all the scientific evidence and logic and and tell them, you know, the truth about something. And they just rather believe, you know, that which is likely not to be true, that they can't prove. Okay, so do they do population control? I don't have anything that I could point to to say that. But they do think about these things, I'm sure. You know, war could be used as a population, too. We have heard people say that the Earth doesn't have enough resources to sustain billions upon billions of, of billions of people. Um, you know, uh, what was that guy named Henry Kissinger? Uh, wrote a memo talking about using food as a weapon to control the populations of third world countries. But I haven't seen anything to where that actually uh, uh, has been put into effect. I haven't first have no firsthand knowledge of that. But so I'm just saying people think about these things. That's true. Um, the Rebuilding America's Defenses, the uh, uh, defense paper put out by the Project for New American Century, which is defunct now. They broke up and what have you. But in that paper, they was talking about developing biological weapons to kill people, you know. So we've seen this throughout history where people commit genocide, you know. Hitler, Hitler trying to wipe out um, all non-Aryans. Um, he killed more Jews than he killed any other group, but that wasn't the only group he was targeting. He was targeting gypsies or, or I, I shouldn't say gypsies, but Romana people. I don't know if I said that right, um, but um, non-Aryans. And then even so-called Aryans who had maybe a birth defect or had a mental defect. And so, you know, the whole there's this whole eugenics uh, program that has existed for quite some time here in North Carolina. They were sterilizing uh, people all the way up into the 1980s when I was in high school. So it's not that I'm not saying that these things don't happen, that evil people don't put such programs into place. But what I'm saying is what he's talking about specifically is nonsense. Now, I don't know what his job is, but I noticed that that he had on some gloves. He outside walking around, and he had on some gloves. Why he got on some gloves? Is he a meat handler or something like that? Is he trying to protect himself from this virus by putting on some plastic gloves? It's, I don't know. I don't know. But he's saying that, you know, this isn't a virus that is coming from 5G. What else did he say? He, 5G is causing people to fall out, okay? Or coronavirus is causing people to fall out. That is not true. That is not true. Like, they get hit by the 5G and then they just fall on the ground. That's nonsense, okay? And there are several people that I know who know people who have been infected with the coronavirus and they didn't just fall out. They just got progressively worse. Okay, so this guy is giving a whole bunch of nonsense. And then he's talking about this is so they could bring in the FEMA and come out with the vaccines. You know, 
anti-vaxxers been around for quite some time. People do get sick from vaccines. They do. You know, they have a percentage of, of people who might be adversely affected. But I've had all my shots and vaccines. I even got a vaccine uh, when they sent us to the Gulf War. I didn't really even have a choice. And then we were hearing that, oh, this is causing birth defects in, in children, you know, uh, fathered by people who got that vaccine. Much all three of my children are healthy and didn't have were born healthy and didn't have any problems whatsoever. But there are a number of products out there that people put out that uh, corporations, pharmaceutical companies put out, and they know that it's going to have an adverse effect on a certain percentage of the population. Okay. And for example, I'm allergic to sulfur. I didn't know I was allergic to sulfur until I got a very bad third degree burn on my hand, got burnt with some hot grease. Um, I almost passed out from that. And so they put on, you know, this salve on my uh, uh, cream on, on my burn and stuff. Right. And then I start breaking out in hives. And then it was determined that I was allergic to sulfur based products. Then one time I had gotten, I think it's called conjunctivitis or the pink eye or something from a swimming pool at an apartment I was living in, in Arizona when I was living in the military, when I was in the military. So I go to the doctor. Apparently this doctor didn't look at my chart to see what I was allergic to. And I didn't know they put sulfur in certain eye drops and stuff. And he prescribed me some eye drops and I had an allergic reaction to it. Come to find out it has sulfur in it. Okay. So people have allergies. Everybody do not react the same to certain medications, uh, uh, certain vaccines and what have you. And then because there are some people who are affected adversely, then, you know, we get people like this who's saying that it could hurt everybody. Now, you know, I do agree that people should have a right to pick and choose or what they want to put in a body. But, you know, I'm not here to tell you that. I'm just here to debunk this nonsense that this guy is putting out. And how long have we been hearing about them bringing in the FEMA camps and all of that? And, and so we know FEMA did a very bad job during Hurricane Katrina, but also I know somebody personally that was helped by FEMA when they lost their home in some floods in South Carolina. And they said that FEMA put them up in a hotel and then helped them find permanent housing. And they live there today. They, they lived in that house today. Okay. Um, then what else did he say? He talking about a uh, 5g locking oxygen out of our body and well we got iron in our blood and and all this and that this is nonsense people this is nonsense now how do you know it's nonsense when people were saying i've heard other people say 5g causes um causes your body to be open to infection and, and stuff like that and they were talking about oh in, in wuhan China, they had them 5G and they were taking down them tower. Well, how do you know what they was taking down? You don't know what that was, you know, or where that was, if that was really in China. You know, there are so many, like I saw a fake video where it was a real video of a lady jumping off the building to commit suicide and people was taking that and saying this woman caught coronavirus and, and she committed suicide. There are some sick people in this world who just looking for attention. 
Just looking for attention. Like Laura said, you know, during crazy times, crazy people really like to shine. And this is craziness. Then the guy was talking about the Moors told him this and told him that. And people in the military will come to his job. Well, where you work at? Where you work at? You know, where you work at? And again, if that was the case, this would be classified top secret or secret or confidential. You know, there's typically three confidential, I mean, three um, security ratings. They would not be telling this dude that. Unless they wanted to go to jail. Unless they wanted to lose their career, get locked up, get prosecuted. Okay? It's, man, 5G is locking oxygen out your body. Now, I just shared an article actually last night of what coronavirus does. It attacks your airwaves, your, your um, excuse me, the air passages and without a visual, without giving you a visual, it's hard for me to explain. But you know you do have like what looks like branches of a tree that goes through your lungs. And that's where the air goes to get to the lungs. And then, you know, that can become inflamed. And then it'll start causing, for lack of a better word, uh, pus and stuff like that. And, and fluid, you know, build up the fluid in your lungs. Then that turns into pneumonia. That's what's going on with people with coronavirus. And it's particularly affecting people that have pre-existing conditions. And so they still don't even know everything there is uh, to know. But 5G is not causing coronavirus. It is not attacking the people's body and therefore they can't get oxygen. Now, 5G has been out for a number of years now. Now, if this was the case, why all of a sudden is it happening now? Why didn't it happen in other places where you had these 5G, you know, towers and what have you? Use common sense, people. Use logic. Use reasonable deduction. Okay? If it ain't, why? why what makes Wuhan so special that that 5G caused people to get coronavirus but nobody else in other areas of the world where there's 5G. And again, 5G is just Wi-Fi technology. It's cellular, you know, phone technology. I've been doing this broadcast for a number of years, and not just this broadcast, but a number of the other programs that you hear. I got a Wi-Fi sitting about four feet from my feet, and have been for decades. And last time I went for a physical and a checkup where they tested my blood, you know, drew blood and all of that. Um, at the VA hospital, I don't have cancer. I don't have any tumors. I don't, there's, I'm in perfect health other than, you know, my back injury. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, but I have read, you know, articles about people like this who put these things out, and they call them sociopaths. So, I, I can't give them that diagnosis, but what I can give you a diagnosis on is that this guy's spitting straight up BS. Alright, so, man... Just think logically about things. Ask questions. Okay, why in Wuhan is it causing 
coronavirus, but it's not causing it anywhere else. Okay? And why is it only affecting certain people when everybody's not getting infected at the same time? This is nonsense, people. This is nonsense. As they say, don't believe the hype. All right, we're going to keep it going with some music. Um, we're going to play two in a row. Um, I got some Me, Myself, and I, De La Soul. And then we got some politics coming up. And then we'll get back to some of what's in the news. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News on the Black Talk Radio Network. my person by stating I'm darkly packed. I know this, so I point at Q-tip and he stays black as black. Mirror, mirror on the wall, shovel chestnuts in my path. Just keep on the nuts so I don't get an aftermath. But if I do, I'll calmly punch them in the 4th day of July. Cause they try to mess with third degree, that's me, myself, and I. Nah. Me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just me, myself, and I.
Cue up the searchlight, promise to the center stage. I grab the first mic. Projecting the voice with this mic that I'm cuffing. You ain't my knuckle, suck I'm snuffing. The word of the third stance, truce and no panicking. Man versus man. You freeze up like a mannequin. Petrol, you let go the wax for the new jacks to dwell upon. You're stepping on the trigger as the tune smacks. Square in the butt. Pete gave me the cue, so I'ma put up a shut up until my jam is through. But for now, I wanna freak him. So I'll embark. Spark and mission party the way past dark. Don't park, there's no stand. Oh, I'll play the five. Oh, you don't stop moving until the search says so to keep the drive open. Shooting out the play em. Three the hard way and keep you stepping to the AM. My mind asks a question. I respond to a silver dome microphone. One step beyond. Straight to 88 to the curves of the 90s. I'm universal. I set a line free behind me to three the hard way to jackpot. Awaken Satan's trying to take cheap shots. We move crowds of three stand proud. The brothers round away sit down and say, How'd you do this? Ludicrous rhythm of rhyme. Anticipated like a bottle of high. Catch up. No catch up. you fell behind. I'm stepping to the AM. Dicking down swap heat night skims over lyrics. I pick them. Strong and long, you're wrong. I stick them. Heat the law with the sword. With my cable swing. Like the pit of the pendulum. And you despise MC this MC's magnitude So realize MCMC The DJ DJ Until the next time I keep you stepping to the AM tuned in to the black talk radio network scotty reed in behind this mic listen um not to belabor the point but there are a couple of things i was thinking about doing the music break and by the way that was third base with step into the am as we uh bring you some old school hip-hop uh tonight on this broadcast now listen um your telephone like the phone the cell phone that i have or the smartphone whatever you want to call it it has 3G technology. So why is it that 1G or 2G or 3G and even 4G? Why why hasn't it caused people to just fall out because it's causing them to have a lack of oxygen? Why is it 5G? And again, 5G is so weak 
um, that they have to put up a number of those boxes in order to service a community. All right. And why all of a sudden just this year, they didn't just start rolling out 5G in December of last year uh, when when this virus uh, first hit this novel coronavirus. All right. So, you know, have, have you using smartphones? Because I remember, you know, I used to work at Sprint PCS. You know, I remember people were saying, oh, these cell phones cause cancer in the brain and you're holding it up to your ear. And to allay some of those fears, that's why they come up with the hands-free technology, you know, the the Bluetooth or the headset that you plug into your phone so you don't have it next to your ear. Now, look, all of these different radiation we know can kill you. We know. But it has to be at a high enough level and at a sustained amount of time for it to have that kind of impact on you. We know x-rays. When you go get an x-ray, you break your arm, they want to give you an x-ray. You know, they put the um, the um, the little leaded pad on you on other parts of your body that they not x-raying and the x-ray technician goes behind this protective uh, panel uh, before they turn on the x-ray machine. But have you caught, in ca- I've had a number of x-rays, just had an x-ray, matter of fact, about three months ago. And I've had x-rays when I broke my hand, uh, when I was about 13 fighting, you know, bro- hit some dude in the forehead and broke my hand. I had an x-ray. I ain't had no cancer come about. I don't have any tumors. I, I don't have any kind of health issues. But if I sat up there and blasted myself with x-rays every day for a sustained period, I'm sure it's going to have an adverse effect on my health. Okay, but let's use common sense, man. I can't stand people who who just come up with this nonsense to worry people and make it seem like, oh, you know, I'm so plugged in to all this information and these people in high places and, and what have you. Again, the sun. The sun gives off more radiation than 5G, okay? That's just a fact. That's why they have, what do they call it? UV blockers. Going to the beach, you know, put on this UV sunscreen so that you don't get skin cancer. Because some people certainly, most definitely, uh, people without melanin in their skin are most susceptible, not saying that melanated people can't get skin cancer, but we know, you know, based off of the evidence and the data, that it's mainly white people who develop skin cancer from being out there in the sun too long or spending hours every day under these UV lamps and stuff, okay? So that's why they come up with sunblocks. So if he's saying that 5G is giving off this radiation that's blocking, I mean, yeah, blocking your cells from being able to get oxygen and causing people to pass out and all this, then... uh, um. What's his solution? What's his solution? Seems to me, then, if you want to block the radiation, you should put on some sunscreen, you know? That means that I should have sunscreen all over my body with this Wi-Fi sitting here at my feet. Because I broadcast using Wi-Fi. I'd rather be hardwired, but I'm having a problem with the PC I'm broadcasting from, and so I just connected up a Wi-Fi stick to it that's pulling off of the Wi-Fi station. 
so I can broadcast. I should be covered with tumors and skin cancer if we was to believe what these people were saying. So, you know, going by his logic, uh, then I guess you could protect yourself from 5G radiation by using sunscreen, right? Because again, the sun gives off more radiation than uh, these technologies that we use. And then another thing that came to my mind is, then why are all of these people getting sick that's in high places in government? You even got the U.S. Army and, and military National Guard talking about members uh, of their units coming down with the coronavirus. Okay? So, and then if it isn't a virus, then how is it being spread? How is it being spread from person to person? We don't have 5G here where I live, but we have 25 cases of coronavirus that was brought in by people who had traveled to places like Washington. You know, they do that case tracing where they're able to. And this person came from Washington who had the coronavirus and he gave it to somebody in the community and then that person gave it to somebody and that person gave it to somebody and that's how viruses spread. If it was just caused by 5G, then it wouldn't be able to spread in such a manner because I would need that 5G, right? Hitting my body in order for me to fall out because it's causing me not, my body not to be able to process oxygen and, and what have you, man. I tell you, man, there's a lot of stuff that you hear through the grapevine that you just can't believe, man. What's the old saying go, you know, believe ha half of what you see and none of what you hear? I don't believe that. Nothing that that man had to say in a couple of minutes. And he went on for 15 minutes, but I'm not, I'm not going to subject you to such um, nonsense tonight. Now, one of the things I did say when we first started hearing how it was getting outside of China and Dave uh, contacted me. They used to host Tanto radio show and said, you know, we need to do a show together. You know, can you have me on? And back then I was, we were talking about prevention and I was saying, well, you know, if you got any of these crews booked, you know, on these cruise ships, you might need to cancel that. You don't want to be stuck on a cruise ship and then it starts spreading at those close quarters on that ship, all right? And so now I came across an article from The Guardian, and all of these articles are listed in BTR community for my program uh, tonight, but it says, Stranded at sea, cruise ships around the world are adrift as ports turn them away. A Guardian analysis finds that at least 10 ships remain at sea, and four passengers have died while being stranded. And, I mean, that was just me just using common sense and playing out different scenarios in my head. Now, anybody that's on a cruise ship, they had fair warning not to go on that cruise. The coronavirus been going around. This Novel coronavirus or COVID-19 has been spreading since December of last year. That's why, you know, they call it COVID-19 because it emerged in 2019. So we've been hearing, you know, since December about the spread of this virus. Now, I don't know the exact date that I did that show. Let's just say it was a month and a half ago. If you was listening and you had a cruise ship vacation booked, the logical thing to have done was to unbook it. 
right? Because you don't want you don't know who's getting on that ship or what they may have. And so these people that's on this ship now, they have fair warning. I know they ain't, I, I, I don't know for certain. I only been on a cruise ship one time and it was dark. It was docked. You know, that's where we, when I was in the Gulf War, that's where we went for our R&R, uh, was to a cruise ship. I forget the name of the Gulf, maybe the Gulf of Arabia or something like that. But, you know, they allowed us soldiers to go on that cruise ship because you can't drink alcohol and stuff in Saudi Arabia. It's illegal and what have you. So the way they got around that was to put us on, on these cruise ships. But it was docked. It wasn't going around. So that's the only cruise ship I've been on. Um, but these cruise ships, you may book them a month in advance, a couple of months, or six months, a year out in advance. But you had word when you got on this ship in March, you heard all through March, February, January, December about these cruise ships becoming uh, people becoming infected on these cruise ships, but you got on there anyway. You know, you rolled the dice and you got on there anyway. You played Russian roulette with a virus that's 35 times, according to South Korean data, who's done the most testing, 35 times more fatal than the H1N1 um, flu influenza virus that was going around. Okay? Far more deadly than the seasonal flu, which we know people die from the seasonal flu, especially elder, elderly people. But you got on there anyway. You got on there anyway, just like all those kids went down to Florida for spring break. Now, I blame not only the individual, because you have to take personal responsibility for your actions. So you knew about this was a possibility and you took the risk. So now, you know, you stuck out there at sea because nobody will allow you to dock at their ports because they're taking this very, 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 very serious. You know, I do know that there was a ship allowed in California to dock. There were issues surrounding that that I'm not going to go into that I went into on a prior broadcast. And then there was another one that the Cubans allowed to dock and they helped those people and what have you. But uh, Florida, speaking of spring break, Governor DeSantis allowed them kids to come down there for spring break when he could have closed all the beaches. All right. So I blame the authorities for allowing these cruise ships, these businesses. These aren't uh, uh, what they call them, um, essential businesses. They should not have allowed these cruise ships to take off in the first place, just like DeSantis shouldn't allow them kids to come in from all over the country to get infected, and some did, and then go take it back home to, into the states that they originated, that they came from. And, and he's one of the people that's telling these ships that, no, you can't come into the Florida port. So let me just read some from this article. Ports around the globe are turning cruise ships away in mass amid the coronavirus pandemic, leaving thousands of passengers stranded, even as some make desperate pleas for help while sickness spreads aboard. Four passengers have a, uh, died aboard one such vessel, the Holland America cruise ship Zandam, which has been stranded for days after Chile refused to allow the ship to dock in its original destination of San Antonio on 21 March. 
Zandam, the Zandam is one of at least 10 ships around the world carrying nearly 10,000 passengers still stuck at sea after having been turned away from their destination ports in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a Guardian analysis. Some of the ships are facing increasingly desperate medical situations. Holland America announced Friday that four elderly passengers had died and two other had Two others had tested positive for coronavirus with 138 additional cases of respiratory illness on board. Further tests are still being conducted among its 1,243 guests and 586 member crew. The Zandam is carrying hundreds of American, Canadian, Australian, and British passengers and is currently off the coast of Ecuador and seeking permission to dock in Florida. But as I stated, uh, Governor DeSantis, maybe he learned his lesson from allowing all those young people to come down there for spring break. Now he's saying, no, y'all can't dock here. Y'all can't dock. You can't dock. So this is a very long article. I'm not going to read it all. Um, but, you know, this is people not taking stuff seriously. They didn't take it serious. Oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to get on this this ship with a thousand people, hundreds of people, and I'm just going to enjoy myself. And yeah, you're not enjoying yourself now, stranded at sea. Wow, man, I would hate to be in that situation. Tell them people, man, take this serious and pay attention to the news. Pay attention to the news. I'm not saying to just saturate yourself with this pandemic news 24-7, uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, you know, find what I think is relevant or most important to bring to you. And so you don't have to watch it all day. See, it's not going to affect my psyche. I'm not going to get all worried about it. I'm not going to go into a panic and, and what have you. Okay. Because of my faith. And then because I'm using common sense and, and the uh, precautions that's been recommended. I mean, I've been social distancing for over 20 years, meaning I don't go to clubs, I don't go to bars. I very rarely have gone out to a restaurant. The last time I was at a restaurant was for a birthday, one of my relatives' birthday uh, dinner. They had a birthday dinner. But I've probably been to two restaurants in 20 years. You know, that's not counting going to, you know, a drive through of a fast food place, but I don't dine out like that. I, I just don't, you know, and since my injury, you know, I don't get, I don't get to go to the gym and shoot basketball no more being around a bunch of sweaty guys and we sweating on each other. So I've been practicing social distancing for a year. So it really, I mean, for decades. So it really hasn't uh, changed my life that much. And I've been working from home since 2007 when I got my uh, injury. Okay. Now, but again, pay attention to what's going on. Don't you want to know if they quarantine the area that you live in? Let's say you live in New York. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring up a story from New York later. But let's say I'm in somewhere and I'm the mayor of that city and we're pretty isolated. And then, you know, we're like a vacation destination for a lot of people. And I'm be like, oh, man, this coronavirus is serious. I got to protect my people. Um, we're shutting down the city. Nobody coming in from out of state and that's or, or coming in from other parts of the state. If you don't live here, 
If you don't work here and we don't need you as an essential worker, then stay out. You're not getting in. That's exactly what's happening in the outer banks of North Carolina. Okay. Um, and these people aren't panicking. They're just using common sense to protect themselves amidst a pandemic that the likes of which we have never seen since the 1918 flu. And many of us weren't alive. I doubt if there's very many people who was born in 1918, you know, and even then they were just little children. So they wouldn't be, be, you know, aware of what was going on. But we haven't seen a pandemic like this in history since the 1918 pandemic, which I think, if I remember correctly, uh, killed 50 million people worldwide. So North Carolina, this is coming to you from ABC News. North Carolina's Outer Banks closed off to non-residents as coronavirus precaution. Now, let's say that you had um, a vacation plan, but you weren't paying attention to the news. You wasn't, you know, you was like, oh, I'm just not going to watch it. You know, I, I don't believe the hype and I don't want to listen to it and make me get scared and, and all of that. And then, so you was like, oh, my vacation next week. I can't wait to go on my vacation. You ain't checked nothing. And then, you know, logically, you would call ahead, though, to, to verify your reservation. And they would tell you that things are shut down. But again, you know, um, this is why I watch, pay attention to the news so I can know what's going on around the world. It's part of my job as as a broadcaster, a news broadcaster. So officials in the Outer Banks along North Carolina's coastline instituted an emergency policy Tuesday that barred non-residents from entering due to coronavirus precautions. Dare County officials emphasized that their order, which went into effect at 2 p.m., isn't an evacuation order, and certain people will be allowed to remain in the region. Emergency workers, essential business owners, and Dare County residents will still be allowed to enter. However, they must present a permit, which is available at the Dare County website to get past the checkpoint. But even then, just, you know, just thinking logically about this, I wouldn't be letting nobody in. If you ain't in when we put this order up, you ain't getting in. Because I don't know where you been. I don't know if you had a virus or not. And so if I do let you in because you're an essential worker, I'm going to put you in quarantine right away, though. Or if you're a resident, you know, taxpaying resident that lived there and you just happen to cause of work or whatever, um, when this order went into effect, I'll let you in, but you're going to be in quarantine. But if you don't work there and you're not essential to, you know, us, uh, um, to this pandemic, then no, you, you can't come in. You can't come in. You got to stay out because we're trying to protect our residents of our community. So by them letting people come in and out like that, even if they got a permit, you don't know where they went. Hopefully those aren't irresponsible people and they're just going to get food or whatever is needed and bringing it back. But still, I still put them in quarantine if they've been outside of the quarantine zone. 
So the first priority for access will be given to essential utilities personnel, government personnel, medical personnel, and damage assessment personnel. And second priority will be given to permanent residents with a valid state ID and employees at grocery stores, food distributors, pharmacies, banks, gas station, property management, building supply, and hotels. Okay? So... The order also prohibits non-residents from driving through Dare County to access the neighboring Outer Banks regions of Caratuck County or Corolla, High County, uh, let me see, Acaroco Island, and Terrell County. Re-entry permits from previous years, such as ones issued during hurricanes, are not valid, officials said. So, you know, they're taking it serious. They're taking this pandemic serious. Uh, even though I do see some holes in their plan, but they're doing more than most. All right. Now, if you wasn't paying attention to the news, coronavirus news, then you wouldn't know that police and state troopers are stopping New Yorkers coming into Rhode Island and forcing them into quarantine. You wouldn't know that if you wasn't paying attention, right? You know, because there are people who are attempting to get out of New York, which is one of several epicenters, the other one being Seattle, Washington. Um, And then there are projections that places like Detroit and other urban areas may become hotspots or epicenters because of the close quarters that people live in. Okay, so from NBCnews.com, we got this article Rhode Island police troops stopping incoming New Yorkers to force a quarantine. I know this is unusual. I know this is extreme. And I know some people don't agree with it, Rhode Island's governor said. But you know what? She's, whether you agree with it or not, she's tasked with the health and welfare of those people in her state. So, again, this is very serious. This is unprecedented. But if you didn't know that, if you weren't paying attention because you think this is a joke or or what have you, and you just posting, you know, pictures of what you eating and stuff and making jokes about it, you know, man, you're the type of person that get people killed. Rhode Island's National Guard and state police are stopping motorists with New York license plates and going door to door to find people who may have traveled recently from the state. I ain't never read nothing like this before. This is serious, people. They going door to door. This is like out of one of those uh, movies and what have you. One of those disaster movies. This is a disaster. People are dying. The enforcement actions come after Governor Gina Raimondo ordered that anyone who has moved from New York State to Rhode Island in the past two weeks must self-quarantine for 14 days, part of her state's effort to slow the spread of coronavirus. Troops from the National Guard have been posted at train stations and bus depots to inform New Yorkers of the order. And on Saturday, they been, been began going door-to-door to tell any recent travelers from New York that they must follow the quarantine to stop the spread of the coronavirus. State police began stopping cars with New York plates on Friday. Now, they're giving them an option to voluntarily 
quarantined. They don't have enough personnel to make sure these people are quarantined themselves for 14 days. And again, we don't know everything about this virus. I, I read an article where they said the virus was on that one cruise ship in Japan after the people had disembarked and before they disinfected it, said the virus was living on surfaces for up to 17 days. So again, people can be asymptomatic, meaning they don't have any symptoms, and quarantine for 14 days and still not showing symptoms and come out and still be infecting people. I don't know the technical or medical term for it. I guess it's a carrier where people don't get sick, but they are carriers of, of the disease or the virus. Again, not enough is known about this virus. It, December, when it first emerged, is not a long time ago. They, they have broken down the genome and studied the genome and have determined that it is a natural origin from wild animal trade in Wuhan, China, and it wasn't created in the lab, as we hear a lot of people saying. Yeah, they had a military lab in Wuhan, and and they created this virus, and they set it loose to kill their own people, and now killing all these other people. You know, people just, wow, man, they, they are really imaginative without any evidence whatsoever they say these things. But, you know, in case you didn't hear, didn't hear, they do have the technology to sequence genomes. Y'all probably been hearing about that for years, right? And so they sequenced the genome of this virus and determined that it does it, it has a natural origin. It wasn't created in a lab, meaning it has non-natural components or chemicals that, you know, is a part of the virus's makeup, but don't tell some people that. Some people are just given to these wild conspiracy theories. Now, she says, I know this is unusual. I know this is extreme, and I know some people don't agree with it. Uh, Raimondo said, it's absolutely not a decision I make lightly. Those who do not comply with the order face a fine of $500 in 90 days in prison. And believe me, uh, as we have been covering on New Abolitionist Radio uh, for weeks now, how the virus is spreading in prisons and how it's premeditated murder to make these prisoners stay in those prisons, like at Rikers Island where the virus is spreading uh, seven times faster than what is spreading in the general population of New York City. That's premeditated murder, okay? It's premeditated murder. So you don't want to be in jail. You don't want to be in prison during this pandemic because then that just means you just increase your chances of contracting the virus if you didn't have it already. New York has become the epicenter for the coronavirus pandemic in the United States and many state residents own second homes in Rhode Island communities such as Newport. The governor said that the country's smallest state is not prepared for a sudden uptick in COVID-19 cases, certainly not to the degree of what's been seen in New York and New Orleans. So again, take this serious people, take this very, very serious only go out to places you need to go. If you're not an essential worker, you won't have no business out there on the roads. And I appreciate the essential workers who are out there 
that is still making food deliveries and package deliveries as I just ordered some more pinto beans online the other day, you know, uh, um, to keep our stash up. Pinto beans have a lot of protein and stuff. And so if you're not stocked up, now some of the websites are already out of stock. They're already out of stock. But there are some that still have some pinto beans and other beans in stock. Just do a Google search on dry beans. Okay, so, you know, people still making deliveries, essential workers and what have you. And and they are lifesavers. So, you know, hats out, hats off to them. Tip my hat to them. Okay, they're essential workers. Although they ain't being paid like they essential. They should be getting hazard pay on top of regular pay, you know. And I tell you, man, I, I couldn't say that I would keep working. I, you know, I, I can't say, I can't say, but anyway, let me um, go ahead and take another music break. If you have any questions or comments, um, any information you'd like to share, any information I've shared that you want to challenge, you can do so. Give me a call, 704-802-5056, hit the star key twice to unmute yourself, watch your background noise. We're going to uh, take a music break. Uh, We're going to play some R&B, jump to some R&B and another hip-hop track. We got 702. This is Stilo bringing it in on Black Talk Radio News with Scotty Reed on the Black Talk Radio Network. Streets, ghetto, shaking bait. It was real fly. And now it's a Biv 10 thing. Black Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. And welcome back to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed, broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA Inc., bringing you today's headline news concerning this pandemic. Now, I still have some news to bring you from um, around the world concerning this pandemic that things can it's looking bad in italy y'all it's looking real bad and i haven't seen this happen in the united states yet but it could happen never say never and that's why you know you should be prepared you should always be prepared you don't prepare for emergencies in the midst of an emergency you prepare you know in anticipation of something may happen down the road that's why for a number of years we had Tando Radio Show on here. I just shared uh, the other day, yesterday, all the margin calls that we did where you, it's like role play. Like, for example, a nuclear weapon um, or, excuse me, a nuclear war is about to break off. And, um, you know, it's 96. We're 96 hours out. And this is what we're doing in hour number one, hour number two, hour number three. You know, just trying to help people imagine different scenarios and what they would do in those different scenarios to to ensure their survivals. But the key is, is to, as Dave would say, setting the table of preparedness ahead of time, being prepared. Stocking up on canned goods, you know, I, I would say on those programs, when you go to the grocery store, hey, get get a couple of canned goods, 
um, and just put them up. Put them up, save them for a rainy day, save them for a pandemic or something, you know. Just just be prepared. Do prepare now. Little by little, then when it hits the fan, you don't you're not lacking a lot. You know, even simple things like having fishing gear. What if what if the food stops coming in? You know, and and the grocery store uh shelves are bare. Well, you still got to eat, right? So hopefully you got some fishing gear. Uh, hopefully there is somebody of water close to you that has some fish in it, and you can go fishing and feed your family that way. Have a hunting rifle, whether that's a shotgun or a twenty-two rifle. Eat squirrels if you have to. You can't be choosy when there's no food, you know, being delivered to the grocery store. So setting that table of preparedness, man, I hope... And I know because people have told me um, that listening to those programs and we had to end it because Dave took another job, uh, took a job to where he wouldn't be able to do his daily broadcast. But he comes on from time to time on BTR News. But I'm going to change gears just for a second. You know, we are in the midst of this pandemic, also in an election season here in the United States. And y'all know I those who know me know I'm not a partisan person. I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I'm an unaffiliated voter. But I'm telling you, for the first time since the 90s, since uh, 90, year 1990, I may not even vote, but I, I say that, but I'm going to go vote. But I'm not voting for Joe Biden, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I know that there we have a, a Senate race here in North Carolina, and I'm going to vote in that, that and anything else that's on the ballot, Okay. Um, but I'm very discouraged by what appears to be the continued rigging, all that rigging that went on in the Democratic primary in 2016. Um, there's just things that's just not adding up in 2020 Democratic primary. They're just not adding up. Uh, but anyway, you know, I'm very critical of Joe Biden, the father of mass modern, uh, modern mass incarceration prison slavery um he's lied about it during this campaign season talking about it didn't have a much of an impact and he didn't support the building of all these prisons and states just flat 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 out lies and what have you um then he's having a me too movement but it doesn't seem that um all of those uh hillary clinton knights and and other feminists don't seem to care about this latest woman, Tara Reid, uh, who said that Biden basically raped her with his fingers and what have you when she was on his staff. And and so, yeah, lots of things where I'm not voting for this guy. But anyway, I do have to be objective in the line of work that I'm in. And, you know, Biden does seem to be exhibiting some mental decline some people are seeing this early onset of Alzheimer or Parkinson's disease. Oftentimes he's looking like a deer lost in the headlights and, and he stumbles over his words. People have tried to put that on, on stuttering, but no, he, he don't be stuttering. He be forgetting stuff. All right. But I don't like partisan media at all. I don't like it. I don't care who's producing it. And so I came across this Washington Examiner, which is a conservative outlet, but I do subscribe to their news because some of their writers are objective. 
Okay, some of them are being objective, but it's talking about Chuck Todd's partisan demagogic rhetoric is too much for even Joe Biden. And I don't like Chuck Turd. You know, that's what we call him, uh, Chuck Todd. We call him Chuck Turd because he's full of you know what. Um, but the article talks about that. But there's a video in this article uh, that I want to share where this is the best interview. I don't know if he was given questions ahead of time by Chuck Turd and was allowed days to practice his answers. I don't know all of that. I, I can't tell you, but I do know that this is the best interview that I've seen him give. But this article is about when even a guy who says Senator Mitt Romney would put black people back in chains as if Joe Biden isn't the one who put a lot of black people in chains. This was back during the Obama campaign when he was Obama's uh, projected VP. Well, you know, he had already picked him to be his running mate. And he, you know, blurting out, oh, they going to put you back in chains. Dude, you're the one who who authored all of this draconian legislation and work with Republicans to put a lot of people, primarily black people in chains through that drug war. All right. But it goes on to say NBC News, Chuck Todd this weekend asked former Vice President Joe Biden whether President Trump has blood on his hands for the federal government's sluggish response to the coronavirus pandemic. Biden, who did not take the bait, balked saying he thought the characterization was unfair to the president. Your campaign put out in a critique of President Trump, Todd said during Biden's appearance this weekend on Meet the Press, and says if he doesn't do these things, you know, he could cost lives. Well, that's different than saying he has blood on his hands. The NBC host added, do you think there's already, do you think there is blood on the president's hands considering the slow response, or is that too harsh of a criticism? Biden responded, I think that's a little too harsh. Okay. So here's my thing. Donald Trump says stuff off the cuff without thinking. He just says whatever's running through his mind. And that's a problem. That's a problem. But at the same time, this isn't all on Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't, he could have, I guess, through an emergency declaration, and we already he's already declared it to be a national emergency. I guess he could have forced uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, to close those beaches and what have you, but he didn't. He didn't. But uh, DeSantis had within his authority as the governor of Florida to close them himself. And, you know, as our county government, because I don't live in a city, but, you, you know, we have little towns and Gastonia is the only city in Gaston County, uh, which one of my cousins, he's like a third or fourth cousin. He's the mayor of Gastonia. But that's the largest city we have in this county. But it's a lot of little townships and what have you. But I don't live in any of them. I live, you know, in between two towns um, in a rural area. Um, and they have been very proactive. They declared a state of emergency and a stay-at-home order a long time ago. You know, well, I shouldn't say a long time ago, but m a month or so ago. And they've been taking it serious, okay? And and so, you know, I really appreciate them taking it serious. Uh, you know, call uh, the schools to be shut down, the mall to be shut down, different businesses to be shut down that weren't essential, like gyms and stuff like that. 
Okay, and and then you know our governor, uh, Governor Roy Cooper, has been kind of proactive as well. The only thing that I really, really have a problem with is I'm not seeing a lot of news out of North Carolina about the release of prisoners. Okay, and I do have some uh, prison-related stories coming to you, or a story coming to you out of Italy, uh, because I don't want to see that happen here. All right, but anyway. Joe, I'm going to let y'all listen to this interview. And being an objective, even though I don't, I very, very much don't like this guy. I was about to say hate, but hate is a very strong word. I hate what he did. I hate what he's doing. Um, but I, I shouldn't say that I hate him. It's more for, for spiritual reasons. But I very, 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 very strongly dislike uh, Joe Biden. Okay. But I have to be fair and objective. You know, if I'm going to call out the media, I can't then engage in the same behavior of that of which I'm calling out. But this is the best interview I've seen him give in a while. And I'm going to let y'all listen to it. He sounded like, you know, he had time to practice or, or whatnot. I don't I don't know, but I don't, maybe he took some kind of supplements or something to make him mentally sharp. Now I'm having some issues with this doggone video player. Give me just a moment as it's trying to even lock up my system. Come on, man. It shouldn't happen like that. This is a YouTube video. I don't know what's going on. Oh, y'all bear with me. Jeez. I can't do anything. Except for allow it to uh, do what it's doing. <sighs> Come on now. It's trying to open up as a full video, and that's causing a strain on my computer resources. All right, let me shut some of this stuff down. Okay, it's saying that I can't share the video. They made the video unavailable. Uh, it was embedded in this article. Maybe I can pull it up on YouTube. Okay, no, it's not opening up in YouTube. Well, I was about to share a video. Um, of Joe Biden actually making some sense and sounding coherent, but it appears I can't share that with you. Uh, maybe if I refresh this video, I mean this page, I'll be able to click on the link to get to YouTube, um, the YouTube version of it. Maybe they'll, they post it on their YouTube, but they don't want it embedded on outside sites. And which I don't think, I think somebody else copied this video and posted it to YouTube and they don't want it to be shown. We'll, yeah, they've taken the video down. Uh, they probably put in a, a takedown request to YouTube. So uh tried to, you know, do Joe Biden some justice, even though I can't stand him, but I'm unable to. So let's move on. Let's move on. Now, I'll just mention the prisons. Um Check out our podcast from New Abolitionist Radio these past few weeks. Um, but we really, really focused on um, worsening conditions inside of U.S. prisons and jails on the last broadcast of New Abolitionist Radio. Uh, but this is what's going on in Italy. Uh, it's sparking prison riots. I'm just going to share some of the highlights of this article. Federal prison 
Union officials and inmate advocates warned that the combination of chronic understaffing, a new leave policy, and the realities of coronavirus quarantines could lead to the first nationwide federal prison lockdown since 1995. As coronavirus races across the country, staffing challenges are particularly complicated in the nation's jails and prisons where creations Conditions create a tinderbox for contagion. There is no such thing as teleworking for a correctional officer tasked with guarding inmates. Now, this is coming to you from Italy. This is an article about Italy. Union leaders for the Council of Prison Locals worried that existing low staffing levels in federal detention centers and prisons, which have required teachers and other social workers to fill in for correctional officers in the past, will exacerbate the impact of losing staff members to quarantines for coronavirus infections. The federal prison system, which houses nearly uh, 175,000 inmates, okay, they're still talking about the United States, represents only a fraction of the overall prison and jail complex in the United States. More than 2.2 million people throughout the country are estimated to be behind the bars. Worldwide, prisons have become a flashpoint amid this rapidly escalating public health crisis. Iran temporarily released 70,000 prisoners to combat the spread of the novel coronavirus within jail. See, I didn't know that. Uh, the last information I had that we shared on New Abolitionist Radio was they pardoned 10,000. Okay, yeah, there's no discrepancy. They pardoned 10,000 but gave a temporary release to 70,000 prisoners. That's in Iran. No such thing happening here in the United States. Okay, um, in the United States, union officials are request are questioning a federal bureau of prison leave policy issued Monday in an internal memo obtained by Kaiser Health News that says staff who contract the coronavirus and are symptomatic must use sick leave to self quarantine. So they only they want want these people to use up their paid sick leave. Why not just give it to them? Why not, uh, man? See, you see how how. The love of money is the root of all evil, man. And then I'm glad that some people over the years have told me, a couple of people, that they used to be prison guards. But after learning about prison slavery through New Abolitionist Radio, that they quit. They don't care about the prisoners. They don't care about the staff. Okay? And we also discussed this this memo and this algorithm, this computer program they're using to determine who's going to get out of federal prison um, is racist. So that's on New Abolitionist Radio, our last broadcast. Union officials said the policy discourages those who had a virus from staying home for the full duration of the illness. Federal prison employees receive four hours of sick leave every two weeks, amounting to about 13 days a year. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends 14 days of isolation for those who only have been exposed and says those who are sick should remain quarantined until cleared by a public health official, which could be far longer. See, they, they don't care. They don't care about the prisoners. They don't care about the staff. These people could quarantine for uh, 14 days and still be asymptomatic, meaning that they no longer showing symptoms, but they still contagious. And then they go into the prison. And as we reported on New Abolitionist Radio, it's like a powder keg. It's like a powder keg. 
In Italy, prison riots, six die amid protests over coronavirus restrictions. I haven't heard about any, well, I did hear about one uprising. I prefer that as opposed to riot uprising here in the United States, but I think it was unrelated to the coronavirus and it had to just do with the inhumane, deplorable conditions in the Alabama prisons. Um, but this article is talking about Italy. At least six prisoners have died in Italy during uh, uprising measures aimed at restricting the spread of coronavirus or riot measures, they said. Inmates have protested against a ban on normal family meetings as COVID-19 brings parts of North, northern Italy to a standstill. A spokesperson for the Italian Ministry of Justice told the Independent that rioting or prisoners engaged in uprising in Modena raided the pharmacy and consumed drugs, including methadone. It is thought that two inmates died inside the prison from drugs while another suffocated to death at the protesters started fires, according to the spokesperson. They said three more inmates died after being moved from the prison with autopsy reports to come for all. Multiple others were hospitalized after the Modena prison uprising, according to Italian newspaper La Repubblica. It was initially unclear how these prisoners from the northern jail died, with Donato Capice from SAP, a union for penitentiary police, saying all six had died from a methadone overdose. All right, I don't know if I should have shared that one, but this is just to give you a glimpse of what can happen in a country, the United States, that has more prisoners than the rest of the world. Louisiana has more prisoners in that one state than the entire nation of China, which they say is so restrictive and they're communists and all that, but and they're authoritarian governments and all this and that. But what's more, you I mean, a, a sign of an authoritarian government to me is how big is your prison population? But of course, they will victim blame the prisoners using drugs or selling drugs and amidst all of this income inequality and employment discrimination. People are going to do what they got to do to survive. Um, now, this is the last article I will share uh, with you. I'll tell you what, I'll come back. I'll play one more music track and then we'll come back. But again, Get what you can while you can get it. Although we do have um, our our food stocked here, I'm still when a, a when a, a opportunity arises, I'm still checking these grocery stores and getting some of the things I need. You know, like milk. I can't. You know, you can't keep milk for a long time. You know, or eggs. Those are perishable items and vegetables. Those are perishable items unless I get them in a can or something. But if I have an opportunity to go go buy a store or something, I'm still going to get things. Not a whole lot of stuff, but I'm going to get what I can get. And then that just means I have that much more to add to our stock of food. But, you know, we've gone to rationing. Um, instead of having uh, two servings of something, just having one serving. And, and eating leftovers a lot. Well, we are already eating leftovers, you know. So, you know, that's something that you might want to think about doing is you don't want to have eight-course meals during this time. You might want to just cut down. Maybe you're eating three meals a day. Cut down to two. If you're like me, I don't eat a lot. I may nibble on something here or there, but I really only eat once a day, okay? 
So um, rationing is something that you might want to think about doing instead of having like a full table spread and just, oh man, come on, it's it's a pandemic going on. You don't know how long the stores are going to stay stocked and they can run out. And some of the Dollar General stores I've been to uh, in the area, hey, people are clearing out a lot of stuff, okay? All right, so take a station identification break. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News, and we're going to play one more music track, and I will close it out with a very dire a dire situation occurring in Italy as it pertains to food stocks. You're listening to Black Talk Radio News. We'll be back on the other side. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Black Talk Radio News, Scotty Reed in on this broadcast from Behind the Enemy Lines of USA Inc. You're listening to the Black Talk Radio Network, which is 99% donor-powered radio. And we really appreciate um, those who have been stepping up to make those monthly donations. Again, we are looking um, originally for 100 donors at $10 a month, and people have been stepping up. I think we only need about 81, 82, 81 more people to step up so that we can meet our minimum of a thousand dollar a monthly budget and and people don't realize this costs money uh we do a lot for a lot of people uh it's not just the black talk radio network platform but there's time for awakening uh dot com which is our sister platform there are a number of different stations that we help people um, you know, with their ability to be able to broadcast and not charge them a whole lot of money. So that's why I said 99%, um, you know, donor funded. All right. So, uh, we appreciate those who stepped up with the tens of thousands, you know, of people who listen to the streams and download the podcast every month. Um, Man, we shouldn't be struggling like this. So give what you can. Give what you can. All right. We're looking for uh, 100 donors total, uh, $10 a month. Um, if you can only give $5 a month, that's fine. If you can only get, I got a donor that gives a dollar a week. Okay. That's still $52 a year. Every little bit helps. And for those who become regular donors, you will get access to btrcommunity.com, the private social media platform and I stress private okay you ain't got to worry about your employer spying on what you're posting you ain't got to worry about the police looking at your profile and all of that kind of stuff or the CIA or whoever okay you don't have to worry about that with btrcommunity.com all right Uh, and if you can't become a regular donor but you have $24 you can be, you can get access to the community that way. There's $24 a year subscription that'll give you access to this social media community. And let me move to the last article. Um, let me just find out what this is being published by the Guardian as well. Italy sets aside 400 million for food vouchers and social unrest mounts. And that just got me to thinking, you know, Donald Trump, and it isn't just Donald Trump because there were food stamps cuts or cuts to the food assistance program during the Obama administration and the Clinton administration. 
They since Reagan, they've been trying to since the program started. You've had politicians and administrations cutting the amount of food assistance for Americans. We got all these homeless people. We got all these people not even making a minimum uh, a livable wage, I should say, with the federal minimum wage only being about $7 in a quarter. Who can live off of that? Even at 40 hours a week, you can't make it in today's environment off of that. That's why you got people working two and three jobs. Or you got some people with a side hustle on the street. And I just, when I read this about Italy setting aside $400 million for food vouchers, I was like, dang, Donald Trump and Congress just cut food stamps not that long ago. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were just proposing it and it didn't go through. But you're not hearing anything about food vouchers being expanded in this $2 trillion mostly uh, corporate giveaway with workers only being given a one-time check of $1,200, you can't even pay your rent with $1,200 in New York or Los Angeles. And I'm sure, and probably even Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina, man, there are people there who are can't even afford to live there, low-income people, with the rent going up, the pricing, average rent, you know, being above and beyond what these people can afford. So Italy, the Italian government has designated uh, $400 million for food vouchers amid brewing, brewing social unrest as the country's coronavirus lockdown takes its toll on the poor. Prime Minister Giuseppe, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Giuseppe Conte made the announcement late on Saturday at the reports emerged the people in the South running out of food and money. He said that $4.3 billion would immediately be made available to mayors to help their citizens and another $400 million would go towards an emergency food relief fund. I'm not hearing about any emergency food relief fund. They expect y'all to pay y'all rent and utilities and car notes and, and, all, and buy food with that $1,200 check. That we don't even know when you're going to get it here in the United States. So I don't know what anybody's praising Democrats for giving good speeches when they all voted for this, knowing it fell well short of helping the people. It goes on to read, we know that many suffer, but the state is there, Conti said. Italy is currently the EU country worst affected by coronavirus and its economy has been severely damaged. The government tapped the government approved a $25 billion financial package earlier this month to safeguard the economy. The entire country has been under lockdown for almost three weeks. The quarantine was due to end on, on April the 3rd, but will likely be extended. Corona deaths in Italy have passed 10,000, with 889 new fatalities on one day. Tensions have been mounting on the island of Sicily in recent days with police now patrolling supermarkets following a series of thefts. People have been running out of supermarkets without paying or pressuring small shop owners to give them free food, according to Italian media reports. La Repubblica reported that one person shouted at cashiers in a supermarket in Palermo, we have no money to pay, we have to eat. 
With income loss or businesses closed, many have been forced to turn to charities for help. We we have nothing to eat. Carmela, a mother of three from Palermo, told La Stampa. So, uh, those are the highlights of that article. Uh, they were showing pictures of uh, one grocery store where they bust out the windows and was running up in there uh, taking food. I saw a video. I can't confirm where it was shot, but they said it was in Mexico with poor people, um, you know, busting out the windows of the grocery store and running off with groceries and what have you. Don't think that can't happen here in the United States, which is now the world leader in confirmed cases in a healthcare system that's woefully unprepared. But some of the good news that I guess I could share is coming out of San Francisco that they're saying that the new cases have leveled off or they have, quote unquote, flattened the curve through social distancing. Social distancing works. I shared on a previous uh, broadcast a video comparing the uh, 1918 so-called Spanish flu versus the coronavirus. And back then, in 1918, San Francisco was not taking it serious. And they were not issuing any social distancing mandates. But St. Louis did. And St. Louis did not have the high casualties that San Francisco had. So, I don't know. Maybe the San Francisco mayor has been, or the city council, or whoever made the decision. Maybe it was a collective decision of government officials to implement social distancing. And then the people themselves taking it serious and so their cases new cases have leveled off so it works social distancing has proven to work and it's just something simple that you can do don't be these idiots out here running to the beach jumping on cruise ships I don't even know why these cruise ships are even being allowed to operate Maybe with these 12 or so, with thousands of people stranded at sea, that these businesses will be shut down and there's no more cruises, I would imagine. But these cruise ships didn't just leave, didn't leave port in December or November or, or January or February. They left this month amidst the global pandemic. Shame on them. Shame on the company. Shame on the individuals who boarded those ships amidst the pandemic. So just use common sense, people. If you have to go out, let me give you some tips. If you have to go out, if you don't have a medical mask, use a T-shirt. Use whatever you can use. Use a bandana to cover your nose and your mouth. Put on some safety glasses, okay? If you go to some place like a grocery store, a high traffic area to pick up some supplies or something uh, because you're lacking or you're still, you know, just trying to add on to your current um, uh, stock, um, take those shoes off before you come in the house. Spray them. Spray the bottom of them with Lysol. Wipe them down because some experts are saying the virus can live on your shoes. Just say somebody coughing or sneezing. Or spit on the floor and you walk across that. Well, it's now on the bottom of your shoe. Don't track it in the house. Leave your shoes outside of the door. Spray them off. Spray, you know, disinfect your shoes. What's well, some other things you can do? No shaking hands with people in the store. 
Um, I noticed at the Dollar General, they got X marks, X marks on the floor to show you what six feet apart means. Okay. So do the social distancing. If you don't have to go out, don't go out. I don't care how bored you get. People are dying, man. People getting very, very sick and it's spreading. Wash your hands. Wash your hands for at least 30 seconds. And there are videos, and I will get one recorded and post it to the front page of blacktalkradionetwork.com showing you how to wash your hands properly. You want to get in between the fingers. You want to twist on the thumb. You want to scrub the palm. You want to do it all the way up to the wrist. You know, um, I would even be wearing long sleeves out. If I have to go out where I'm going to be around other people who I don't know if they got something or not, just take it serious, people. I'm not saying these things to scare you, to get you into panic, because, you know, that's not going to help you. But I'm just giving you information so that you will use common sense. Just take it serious. And take these certain precautions which will decrease the likelihood that you will get it. All right. So with that said, y'all be safe out there. Peace and blessings to all. We can get through this together.